Hi, and thank you for tuning in. This is Surviving Toxic Situations and Toxic Environments. So that's what this podcast is going to be about. We are going to talk about how to survive toxic environments and hostile work environments. So um, every time you hear an episode, it'll be you know, about things like that. So basically, um, what inspired me to start this podcast is that um, listening to Saturdays with Shauna, that's another podcast, and that Saturdays with Shauna is about um, encouragement and inspiration and self-care. But um, I worked for this organization, actually it was for the state, and believe it or not, it's a mental institution for the state of Georgia um, called DBHDD. Um, And I was actually in a toxic work environment and I was in an abusive environment where I was physically assaulted by a supervisor and I reported these things, but there was retaliation because what happened is that the supervisor has a long reputation for over a decade. It's actually been about two decades that she has is known for being a tyrant and to abuse her authority and to be a nasty and vindictive woman. Um, that's what people say about her. That's the reputation that she has built for herself. Um, and she has risen to her um, where she is in status as far as management off the backs of other people because she has people working for her Um, specifically, it was three people who have been there for years, um, who have worked for her, maybe like 16, 17, 18 years. And they do a lot of the work that she puts her name on and that people think she's doing. But when you talk to her or she's in the meetings or she has to send an email herself, then the truth comes out and you see that she is not as knowledgeable as it appears to be because she has these people covering her and doing this work. So this whole situation it was this period was a two and a half year span, but it seems like a lifetime when you're being mistreated. It seems like a lifetime when you're being abused. It seems like a lifetime when you are just surviving instead of living. It seems like a lifetime when you are just trying to make it day by day. And there it is. Here I am just trying to make a living. I knew this is was not my life's dream. And this wasn't even a job that I wanted to stay at until I retired because I had bigger aspirations. And I knew that there was more in me. I knew that there was more that I could do. And I knew that there was more that I was put on this earth to do. I knew that God had a bigger plan for me. But I still needed to work this job until I got to the next um, job or the next assignment. And it is uh, it's unfortunate and it is completely just, it's disgusting that people will mistreat you or take advantage of someone or abuse their authority 
against someone who is just trying to make a living in what is a survival job. And a survival job, just so you know, is not a job that you are going to make a good living out of. It's not a job where you're going to get rich or that you are going to completely enjoy or thoroughly enjoy or find your niche in life where you should be, where you're supposed to be, and you just love every minute of it. A survival job is just that. You are working, sometimes the working poor. That's what I was. I was working poor. Like I was getting paid below what I was worth. And most of us are. Most of us don't get paid our value or our worth, especially if you've gone and you've gotten a secondary degree. Um, And if you're not making those six figures, then you just don't. But what I've noticed that the people that do make the six figures, they don't have those secondary degrees. But we know that black people have to have more. Black people have to have more education. They have to have more experience. They have to have more knowledge or in some cases, just know the right people to get these to get the right positions. And in this particular organization, this woman was able to um, make her way up to the top. Now, there's speculations on how she got there. Some people say um, she slept her way up. She's even said it out of her own mouth. I don't know because these things happened before I got there. But what I do know for sure is that she did not earn her way up there because of knowledge or skill or um, um, credibility or ethics or um, a good, you know, a good work ethic. She did not earn it from being good for good leadership. She definitely did not earn it from that um, because she's a poor leader and not just a poor leader, but a poor worker, a poor human being. Um, she's the most disgusting human being I've ever met in my life. I've never met someone so evil and so disgusting before this person. And I hope that you all never encounter someone that is so um, mentally and emotionally sick that they are demon possessed. And that's what this woman is. And so she has um, infected the people around her, her supervisors, her immediate supervisors. They are called her minions. And that's the nickname that people call her. They say that they're minions. So basically what happened is there's a person underneath her that she got the job. She basically hires people that she can control. And these are people that were her so-called friends with air quotations around them. So the one guy that's underneath her has no, no, like he was a retired military and he's in his 60s. He really should be retired um, because he has a lot of things wrong with him physically and emotionally and mentally as well. But he is the husband. He is the friend of her husband. And she hired him. And the qualifications for this job are that you have a, a college degree, which he does not have. But the hiring, um, but she was the one that was hiring. And so the people who are above her, though they put the qualifications in there and they know he don't meet them, they cover for her. She's the same person that hired her daughter-in-law. And there's the manager who, um, the HR manager who wrote 
supposedly air quotes, who wrote the policy that says that if someone hires their family member and they have husband, daughter, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, those are listed that there will be immediate grounds for termination. And they found out in 2019 that she handled this TPA, had hired her daughter-in-law to work right underneath her. She was her direct supervisor. And they didn't do anything about it. All they did was they moved the daughter-in-law to another department. But she still works for the same organization in the next building. So there's the training building and then there she is in the other building. And they know about this. They knew about it, but they covered for her. His response, the, the girl, the lady worked there for six months, right? He says, well, she only worked here for a day. Sir, it's not the point. The point is that even if that was true, which it is not, there's evidence. It's in the system. You cannot change the system. The system says the hire date. And the system shows the emails where the lady was sending the emails from. So the system, and and you you can't help but to see. Everybody knew. Everybody on the campus knows that this is her daughter-in-law. They know that she hired her daughter-in-law. They know that her daughter-in-law was in her office and that she was her direct supervisor. And she had access to the employees, you know, human resource files and personal information. She was privy to information that she could share with her family. It was just a conflict of interest and it was unprofessional all the way around. There is no way that you can go back and change it and say that, no, this didn't happen or this is a, you know, that there was a mistake in it. And the people that were in the corporate that all know about it, they're all a part of the corruption. Because that's what that is. It's corruption. So this is the type of thing that will happen in this organization. This is the norm. And again, all these people are still there. So um, continuing on with that, uh, like I said, she would hire people that she could manipulate. So from there, she hired, um, she has two friends that she went to school with. And she hired them because she could manipulate them. They go to each other's houses and they talk about work or people and they plot and manipulate and plan outside of work. And then when they get to work, then, you know, they they implement those plans. They implement those schemes and they go forward with what it was they talked about before. Does that sound like it's professional? Or does that sound like something that could be called a conflict of interest? Hmm. Either way, this is the norm. This is okay. Then they have her immediate supervisor is her sorority sister. They call each other Sarah. Now, this woman became, she joined a sorority in her late 50s. And it wasn't because she was in a graduate program at the time. It was because she bought her way into this um, sorority, which is why I have denounced being Greek because I I now, what I thought that it was about, the history about it, the the legacy of it, I see that anybody who has money, regardless of what type of character you have or you displayed or your reputation, that you could just buy your way into anything. And I thought that this divine nine was a part of a sisterhood. And I thought it was about the uplifting and the building of the community and, and to protect and be a part of a sisterhood. But if you will let a a person in here that is so evil and so nasty and so disgusting to other women and to other black women, I don't want any parts of it. So 
I bowed out. No, thank you. Even though it was something that I I wanted to be a part of for a long time. No, thank you, because you don't have high enough standards and you're not as ethical or morally high as I thought that you were. And I'm embarrassed. I don't want to say that I'm a sister to this type of dehumanizing person or individual. And so that was that. Because this person, their behavior and their actions are monstrous. It's not something that a human being should do or how a human being should behave. And that is so sad because I don't know if there is even a medication for it, but I do know that there should be jail time for the things that this person has done. This is the type of person that should be locked away in a mental institution, but don't put it in a mental institution or a psych ward. Like they should be, she should be locked up and doing time on, on death row for the things that she has done and how she has affected people's life. That is just how serious and severe it is. And these people are contributors to the crime. Yes, not just black people, black and white people. We've Black people have been through enough over the years, over history, that we should not be abusing and mistreating each other and one another. We should not be doing that. If you have made your way into a leadership or management position, you should know that that comes with responsibilities, not with luxuries, not with authority that you can abuse and throw around. So we have these characters that this one <laughs> demonic one, you know, with the with the big eyes and big lips and then in the ran over shoes. And then there's another one with a lump on his head that is uh, weird and odd. Um, obviously have a low self-esteem, never the cool person. Nobody really liked him, doesn't really have friends, but now he has this position. So he just tries to be cool, but he's really not. Um, pretends like he's smart, but you can't get over on people who really do have intelligence or knowledge or wisdom or discernment. But he's been able to, you know, BS his way through, like fake it till you make it, but he's still faking it and haven't made it yet. Then there's the other one who wears the toupee and has the, um, and gets the Botox in the lips and just, you know, just pretty much too old to be working, but he's trying to get his way into politics. Then there's another one who um, is proud to say, you know, I'm a doctor, but doesn't care about herself. Like she's rejected. She doesn't comb her hair. She doesn't care about how she's dressed. She just doesn't care. Nobody cares about her. She's not married. She doesn't have any kids. And so her job is her life, but her but people don't care about her respect her and her job and her favorite thing to say is I want to be on the right side of right but she's the furthest away from right that you could be <laughs> she is on the left side of right she is on the wrong side of right so these are these people and then there's the one like there's the old guy who is not smart at all but he really should be retired because he doesn't have the intelligence but he has and he has a terrible um, supposedly bad hearing, but he can hear what he want to, and terrible knees, um, and terrible back, and just terrible looking. <laughs> just terrible. So these are those people. Then there's some other ones. There's another one that's, you know, a pretender who should be retired as well, uh, but is always pretending that they are better than what they really are, that they're more spiritual than what they are. 
Um, another one who says they're preachers care, but you really can't tell because they're so double-minded. They're unstable in all their ways. Uh, then there's the one that is just a loose cannon. Um, then we have the one that's always setting people up and telling, you know, and, and reporting them. And meanwhile, they're robbing the organization blind. You know, these are the characters. You know, this could be a lifetime story. Let me tell you. If somebody, if there's a writer out there that needs a story, I can tell you some details and I got some paperwork. And baby, you will be entertained when I tell you some of the things that these people have done. But I hate to tell you this, or maybe I don't, but this is all true story. It's just going to come out and maybe in an entertaining way because I'm healed and I'm moved on and I'm just sharing it with you just in case you find yourself in the season of your life to so you will know that you don't have to stay there. You're you're not stuck and you can move on and you can make it through and make it out of what you're in right now. And just so that you know, because some people believe that there's some good in everyone and I want you to know that that's not true. Because if it were, then Jesus wouldn't talk about there being a heaven and a hell. It wouldn't talk about there being a good and a bad people. It wouldn't be a such thing as people who are um, sociopaths and psychopaths and narcissistic. Because all of these people um, that I just described to you have those traits and those characteristics and those behaviors. And it's not attractive at all. It is not. So we're going to talk about it. Like we're going to talk about some things. I'll give you some specific information of some things that happen. Who knows? I might even tell you somebody's name. We'll see where this journey goes. But as long as y'all want to hear about it, we'll talk about it. So let's see what happens. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in on... um, Six, you know, thanks for tuning in. And what, what are we going to call this? I guess we're just going to call this Real Talk. Um, talking about, there's too many real talks out there. We don't want to use that term. But we're going to just talk about um, surviving. Surviving the the toxic. Surviving the abuse we're talking about surviving survival survival of the fittest we'll get it together but this is our first episode we'll see where it goes thank you for tuning in we'll talk again soon bye peace